This year's prize is about harnessing the power of evolution. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences has today decided to award 2018 Nobel Prize in Chemistry with one half to Francis H. Arnold for the directed evolution of enzymes and the other half jointly to George P. Smith and Gregory P. Winter for the phage display of peptides and antibodies. Jaron Hansen, Secretary General of the Academy, earlier today. And I'm Steve Mursky. This is Scientific American Science Talk, posted on October 3, 2018. What follows is an edited version of the announcement and press conference. Francis H. Arnold was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the United States in 1956. And she's currently at the California Institute of Technology, Caltech, in Pasadena, in the Los Angeles area. George P. Smith was born in 1941 in Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, and he's currently at the University of Missouri in Columbia in the United States. Sir Gregory P. Winter was born in 1951 in Leicester in the United Kingdom, and he is at the Laboratory of Molecular Biology and the University of Cambridge in England. And with me today is on my right, Professor Klaus Gustafsson, who is the chairman of the Nobel Committee for Chemistry, and on my left, uh, Professor Sara Snogerup Linse, who is a member of the committee, actually its previous chairman, and an expert in the field of this year's prize. So with that, I'd like to ask Klaus Gustafsson to make some remarks about the prize. Klaus. So thank you, Joran. So um, this year's prize uh, in chemistry rewards a revolution based on evolution. Uh, our laureates have applied the principles uh, of Darwin in the test tubes and used this approach to develop new types of chemicals for the greatest benefit of humankind. In the natural world, evolution of proteins uh, has been around for thousands of millions of years, all the way back until the start of life on Earth. Genes have mutated and proteins have evolved to improve the fitness of this life. For thousands of years, we humans have used selected breeding to create animals and plants with properties that uh, have been useful for us. This year's Nobel laureates, Nobel laureates have taken the next step. They have used the molecular understanding that we today have uh, of the evolutionary process and recreated the process in, in their laboratories, in their test tubes. In doing so, they have been able to, to make evolution many thousand times faster. And they have also been able to direct evolution to create proteins with new and useful properties. This work has led to the creation of proteins with new enzymatic activities, able to catalyze useful cat uh, chemical reactions. In addition, with a method called phage display, they have also evolved protein with, proteins with new binding properties, such as antibodies, that can be used to treat disease. In their laboratories, our laureates this year have been able to direct evolution, to steer it, which has led to, the, to new chemical tools that can be used in everything from environmentally friendly uh, detergents to the creation of new biofuels and pharmaceuticals. Thank you, Klaus. Sora, can you give us some insights into the evolution of enzymes and phages? Okay, thank you. 
Life on Earth is the result of billions of years of evolution. Organisms have adapted their chemistry to fill niches and environments. Random mutations in their genes lead to changes in their proteins. Many of these are enzymes. Enzymes speed up the chemical reactions in biology. Any changes that are beneficial or do no harm may be kept for the next generation for further randomization and testing during generations to come. Evolution has given us an amazing variety of creatures full of little helpers, enzymes. Chemists use enzymes to speed up reactions in their laboratories, in industrial processes, and in consumer products. Over decades, scientists have tried to improve enzymes using rational thinking. Frances Arnold realized that to really get somewhere, she needed to grasp evolution and blend in an element of randomness into the process. In 1993, she published the first example where she had used directed evolution to improve the performance of an enzyme. She took the gene for the enzyme, introduced random combinations of point mutations, expressed all these genes in bacteria that were then producing a whole library of enzyme variants. These were screened for activity, and the best variants were kept for further rounds of mutagenesis and screening until a desired level of performance was obtained. The best variant after three generations of random mutagenesis and screening was 255 times better, 256, sorry, times better than the starting enzyme. This illustrates the power of evolution and the element of randomness. Frances Arnold has since used directed evolution to improve a number of enzymes for new reaction conditions, to conduct new chemical reactions, to take in new substrate, even to make bonds for which no enzyme is available in nature. The applications are numerous and include molecules used for brain imaging, biofuels, pharmaceuticals. The enzymes used from directed evolution make us a greener chemical industry where they can replace more harsh chemical catalysts, even toxic metal ions. Enzymes derived by directed evolution are also used to make high-energy molecules and reaction intermediates for synthesis. Now over to the other half of this year's Nobel Prize in Chemistry, where we award the fates display of peptides and antibodies. Now we get to meet a new little fellow, a bacteriophage. This is a virus that can infect bacteria. A bacteriophage is a protein capsule that encloses the DNA that codes for its own makeup. It fools the bacterium to produce new copies of the DNA and all the proteins and spit out a, multiple, a multitude of copies of the in infecting phage. George Smith realized that this could be used for a powerful technology. He took a foreign gene, placed it inside the gene of one of the capsule proteins so that the encoded protein ended up on the surface of the bacterial phage. This we call phage display. In his first work, 
he displayed a fragment of a protein. This we call a peptide. And he mixed the displaying phages with a million-fold excess of other phages. And then he immobilized the antibody that's specific for this peptide and used it to fish out the binding phages and wash out the rest. After this, he also introduced the concept of peptide libraries, where he displayed not a single peptide, but a whole library of different peptides on phages. And when he used the antibody to fish, he could then get the sequences with highest affinity for the antibody and determine its epitope. To really use the technology to derive therapeutic antibodies, the phase display has to be done in reverse. Gregory Winter took a fragment of an antibody, a fragment that contains all the binding parts, and managed to display it in fully functional form at the surface of the phage. Again, he added a millionfold excess of other phages, and he could use the target of the antibody as a fishing hook to pull it out and remove the non-binding ones. He then went on to make libraries of antibodies on phages, and using an immobilized target, he could add a library, wash away the weak binding antibodies, extract the high affinity ones, and subject them to new rounds of diversification and screening to select better and better antibodies. And over just a few generations, he could obtain very high affinity and very specific antibodies. And this forms the basis for a pharmaceutical revolution. Antibodies produced by phase display are used to treat diseases such as uh, auto-inflammatory diseases, anthrax, and cancer, and many more are currently in clinical trials. The methods developed by Francis Arnold, George Smith, and Gregory Winter are to the highest benefit of humankind. Thank you. Thank you, Sara. We are sitting now in the session hall of the Academy of Sciences, and uh, here are nearly 100 journalists in total, and I'm sure some of them would like to ask some questions. Uh, this is Janet Wang from Nordic Chinese Times, and uh, we noticed that many of the Nobel Prizes in physics or chemistry during the decades have been awarded to the findings related to cancer, biology, or physiology. I think we'll ask uh, Klaus Gustafsson to comment on that. So uh, I, there is no uh, sort of uh, real intention from our side to sort of focus on, on these subjects that you bring up. I, I could, could be true if you go back to that there could be some pattern there. I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, Alfred Nobel, he wanted a prize that was for the greatest benefit of humankind. So it had to have consequences for, 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 for people for humans. And I think that's because of, we are always looking at both brilliant science, but also brilliant science with, with sort of consequences. And maybe that's why you can see that some of the prizes are related to the area which you allude to. Yes, please. Pashnapri from Dagens Nyheter. I wonder if there are any patents in this field that have uh, economic significance for uh, pharmaceuticals or other products. Sara, would you like to answer? Yes, uh, Francis Arnold holds a whole range of patents. Um, enzymes that make biofuels, for example. Uh, so you can now make fossil-free fuels for 
cars and airplanes based on her technology. From what, uh, from what substances? Uh, yeah, from, from different uh, grown substances. So it's, it's not, yeah, it's not taken out of the fossil reserves. So renewable resources. Uh, I think she holds something like 10 to 15 patents. I, I am not aware of the exact number. Um, Gregory Winter also holds patents for some of the antibodies that are derived by the phage display technology. More questions? Thank you. I'm Sufichen Aksasong from Green Post and China Radio. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I like to ask you to use simple words to explain a short how significant their discoveries are. I'd say very significant. <laughs> but I'll give Sarah a chance to say something yeah. more. Yes, <laughs> if yes. we start with the first half, uh, the significance, one significant is that you can now use enzymes to speed up, in principle, any reaction you want using these protocols. Uh, and you can derive enzymes that replace previous toxic catalysts in industrial processes. So I think it has a very huge significance. And the second half makes it possible to derive fully human antibodies using the phase display. These, these libraries are now composed of fully humanized antibodies, and they can be made with very high affinity and specificity so that you can use very small amounts in treatment. So perhaps if I add safer, greener chemistry and uh, antibody drugs with better uh, efficiency and less side effects. That's it for this episode and for our coverage of the 2018 Nobel Prizes in the Sciences. On a personal note, earlier this year, I started using one of the new class of antibody drugs that this research made possible. These drugs did not exist 20 years ago, and now I am directly benefiting from the work that was honored today. For Scientific American Science Talk, I'm Steve Mursky.